0: Welcome to the Healing Power of Music podcast. Join me for a deep dive into the intoxicating, enveloping, energizing, healing world of powerful music. On this show, we go for a magical musical mystery tour to try and discover what it is about those little black dots that cause such stirrings in the souls of human beings. I'm your host, Doug Pugh. Welcome back to another episode of the Healing Power of Music podcast. I'm Doug Pugh, your host, and I want to ask you a question. Now, this is going to get a little biblical, a little bit uh, spiritual, because some of my favorite music of all time is Um, biblical-based. Just go with me, if that's not your your typical thing, because I want to talk about some music that is so meaningful to me today. does, uh it's hard to explain really why it's so meaningful I, th- I think you'll get the sense of it let me let me um let me just dive right in okay so let me ask you a question if you're biblically familiar um, uh, what are your two favorite words in all of scripture your two favorite words let me think about that for a minute. it's kind of hard to come up with a two- word phrase. That stands out, but there are there are a couple that are really strong. Um, I mean, one of them is "I am," that has a lot of meaning. Thinking about Moses, thinking about um, what happened with him, and, and that name "I am," God's name. Uh, for a long time, my two favorite words in all Scripture were "Jesus wept," uh, because it depicts the love He has for for His his followers, his his friends, his his people, um his family and so on. But because of this piece of music I want to talk about today, my two favorite words in all of scripture are my friend. Now, in the English versions of the Bible, uh, I've looked through a whole bunch of different versions. I was actually Googling this yesterday, looking up tons of different uh, translations. Um, It never appears as my friend in any of the English versions. This is in uh, Matthew chapter 26, verse 50. But in Luther's Bible, in Martin Luther's German translation of the Greek New Testament, the phrase is mein Freund, which is my friend. And the two words are present. Now, let me tell you about the context, though the context of those two words spoken by Jesus were given in the garden of Gethsemane. He had just gone those three times deeper into the garden, having left his three uh, chief apostles, Peter, James, and John to watch and pray, as he said, and he went further and knelt and prayed and bled from every pore and atoned for our sins for the first part of the atonement, which was later then sealed with the crucifixion on the cross but um he you know suffered and and bled and, and this terrible this terrible pain that he went through for all of us and uh, came back to his apostles and they were sleeping and the whole the whole scene well after all that had happened a mob came to the garden and who was it led by none other than one of his own apostles Judas Iscariot and Judas had Sold Jesus for thirty pieces of silver, or at least sold his location and led the mob to him because they wanted to take him and kill him and Judas was the one who delivered him to the mob, and he told them i you'll know him because I'll walk up and I'll kiss him on the cheek and that's the one it must have been dark, you know probably maybe they couldn't see very well, but they weren't sure which which person it was, and so that was the sign that he would kiss him so Judas, leading this rabble, comes into the garden where this majestic, most important moment had happened when Jesus sacrificed, uh, you know, was was feeling the, the weight of the sins of the world upon him, then Judas comes, betrays him with a kiss, and Jesus looks at him and says, My friend, why have you come? Now, when Johann Sebastian Bach my favorite composer of all time, the undisputed heavyweight champion in my mind, when he set this text in his St. Matthew Passion, the tenderness, the feeling, the the utter love, the deepness of the love you can feel in the music from Jesus to his betraying, backstabbing brutus of an apostle, maybe maybe there's a reason brutus sounds so much like judas <laughs> i never thought of that before shakespeare must have been onto something um but it is so it is a, it is such a special moment now it's hard to kind of jump to that spot in the saint matthew passion and uh, just like hear it out of context it's like go- going through the previous something like hour of music and all the drama and and the mob and the, the way Bach depicts all of the scenes, is like, this, it's, like a, it's like a film, it's like this action film, really sets the stage. Uh, I mean, you can, you can sense the specialness of the moment by just going to that spot and hearing it, but it means so much more having heard all the music coming up to it. And he, um, when, when the moment happens, it is so soft, and he, Bach has this halo of strings. As he does whenever Christ speaks throughout the whole Passion. I mean, any time, I believe it's every single time. I may be wrong about that, but it's at almost every single time that Bach that that uh, Jesus speaks, in or sings in the same Matthew Passion. There's these long chords that in the strings, the violins and the violas, that uh, create this backdrop behind Jesus's voice, and it's a halo. It's it's Bach creating. The sort of glow that you see in a painting of Jesus of the halo above his head but in sound but this time the halo the halo is there but the tenderness in the voice you know Judas comes up betrays him with the kiss the evangelist who, who acts the part of Matthew telling the story is is excited and, and sort of aggravated and this whole thing. he's telling the story with a lot of of passion and, and quickness and the words come flying out. It's all in German, but <clears throat> then he comes to the moment, and Jesus with this calm halo sort of calms the storm of the evangelist and says, My friend, this very soft, gentle, my friend. How could Jesus call Judas his friend? That is what's so special about this moment. Because even for Judas, Jesus paid the price of his sins. He loved him despite the terrible, awful, despite what he knew all along Judas was going to do. He loved him anyway, and he paid the price for his sins. And who are we to judge Judas it's not our place but Judas definitely felt the guilt and went out either the next day or a few days later i forget but went out and ended his own life and felt the must must have felt the terrible weight of what he had done but that moment that musical moment oh it is just my Favorite few seconds of music. I think perhaps in, perhaps in all of music, because it, it just it's the culmination of the definition of what it is to be Christ-like. I mean, he'd been he'd been teaching to turn the other cheek and take up his your cross and follow me, and here in the very moment when he's being betrayed. He does what he, he had been preaching. And I was sharing this, these thoughts and, and these two favorite words of mine with, with my friend recently, my friend Ray Edwards, and he pulled up a scripture in Zechariah that took this to another level, and I, I just wanted to share it. It's Zechariah 13, verse 6. And one shall say unto him, talking about Jesus, what are these wounds in thine hands? Then he shall answer, Those with which I was wounded in the house of my friends. Ooh. Oh, that hurts. But haven't we all? Haven't we all wounded him somehow? Mm. And when he said that, of course, I couldn't help but think about John chapter 15 verse 13 greater love hath no man than this that a man lay down his life for his friends mm. anytime the atonement of jesus christ is depicted in music I, I, it's a special moment for me i can't i can't separate the the power of what i believe and the power of what i know in my soul deeply that jesus is the christ with the special music that depicts his messiahship that depicts his majesty that depicts his love his mercy his grace his healing his descending below all things it's just so special and when i write music in a, in a sacred vein i i try so hard to get into that frame of heart that frame of mind and to have that pure deep intent with every note that I write to it's almost like squeezing every last drop out of a lemon as you're squeezing it into your drink but it's it's squeezing out every last drop of soul of of love of feeling into the music not to make the music sappy or soupy or sugary but <clears throat> that the way the harmonies mix with the melodies and with the timing and with the emotion of what's being sung or played, that they produce something that can reach the deepest chambers of the heart. Mm, That just, that does it for me. And excuse me, Bach, Johann Sebastian Bach was an utter master of this. And so it's uh you know it's it's November right now we're we're getting ready for Thanksgiving and then Christmas and so a lot of this a lot of this holiday music which a lot of it's about Jesus uh has been in my mind and I'm going to talk some more about it in, in upcoming episodes but I wanted to start uh the whole seasonal conversation with with this two word sermon uh that Bach teaches through the words of Jesus of my friend mm. If you, if you want to dive deeper and, and have a listen, um, the, my two favorite recordings of the Box St. Matthew Passion are by John Elliott Gardner with his Monteverdi Choir and uh, his English Baroque soloists, and also the Helmet Rilling recording, um, which he it's a little bit slower, most of it, than the John Elliott, but it some of the, some of the moments and the way the soloists portray the characters are really special, and I, I I love both of those recordings for many reasons. But um, I believe it's the 26th track of disc one. It's like a three disc work because it's like a th- three and a half hour piece of music. But <clears throat> you can you can find that moment on the 26th track, I believe. Um, so take a listen, and I'd uh, love to know what you think. And maybe you have two different words that are your favorite words of scripture set to music I'd, I'd love to hear about it please please t- please uh, write in and and let me know i'd love i'd love to hear you can reach me at doug at com and uh tell me tell me all about it i'd love to hear okay that's that's all for today on the healing power of music podcast i hope you have a fantastic day and uh, we'll see you next time take care thank you for tuning in to the healing power of music podcast For more episodes of this show, please visit thehealingpowerofmusicpodcast.com. Please take a minute to give me a rating or review or comment in your favorite podcasting app. I'd love to hear what you think. If you have any questions, please feel free to email me at doug at douglaspew.com and let me know what you think about the show or if there's a particular musical miracle that's happened in your life. I'd love to hear about them. Thanks again and we'll see you next time.